This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. So a few things to get to here as we stand by for Elliot Friedman, who uh, who has returned. Uh, we'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings, and we'll talk uh, a lot about the Mitch Marner uh, point streak, which, uh, which continues. Uh, he is now one game and one point away uh, from tying Daryl Sittler and Ed Olchuk. That would be an 18-game streak. Mitch Marner now sits at 17. Um, one thing interesting as well, and you know, I checked with a couple of people who have, have seen him for, uh, for a while now. Pontus Holmberg may not be the biggest name around the NHL, but really drew praise from his head coach yesterday in Sheldon Keefe, who said, I can't find him making a mistake. See, I love players like this. You can maybe even make the argument that Jake Gensel's like this in some ways. You know, Holmberg is not fast, doesn't have a great shot. He just plays the game so well. Uh, we welcome Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada aboard. Uh, Fried, before we get to what we saw last night, and I do want to park some time to talk about this evening's games as well, uh, mm-hmm. your thoughts on the Rupe Hins deal? And before he came on, I mentioned he was, you know, when Ottawa was 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 shopping Eric Carlson, you know, uh, Rupe Hins was one of the asks. You know, we knew they wanted to get a center. They ended up getting Josh Norris uh, from San Jose. Hins was the guy that Ottawa had targeted from the Dallas Stars. He didn't obviously go. They didn't make that deal. Eight years, $67.6 million. AAV 8.45. Your thoughts on this deal by Jim Nell? few things. Number one, same deal as Haskinen. So if you're a Finn from Dallas, that's your target. Uh, eight times eight point okay. four five. Uh, you know, very uh, very egalitarian, Jeff. Like uh, no no jealousy, mm. no arguing over who's got the bigger summer sauna, Hints or Haskinen. So that uh, <laughs> no no team jealousy. You know you know what's interesting. Like right. you forget he scored he scored thirty seven goals last year. Um, sure and and uh, he you know so like look like. You know, I had I had a guy tell me Hins could have got more, but number one, he's in a good situation where he's happy, and number two, it's a no state tax, so Dallas is able to probably maybe pay um, uh, a little less than if he had gone out in the open market, simply because it's a no state ta- ta- no no state no ta- ugh, no tax state. Now, uh, some people How's will say, tongue? yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, it just got unwrapped. I think I needed to wash it before I put it in, <laughs> before I installed it. Uh, you know, like some people will, some people will look at that take and say, what, wait, that's a, that's an underpay. I think it's a fair pay because, you know, you forget, like I said, he scored 37 goals last year and he's a number one center in the NHL. Jeff, you talk about how that's good it. that line is. Um, that's what one C's make now, at least 8.4. They're in the $8 million range. And so if you've got a number one center, and I might be talking about a place that we're broadcasting to right now, this is what it's going to cost you to sign these guys. <laughs> Vancouver. Sorry, a little scratch in my throat there. Vancouver. It rhymes um, with Schmancouver. Yes. Very good. Uh, they might be playing tonight against the Washington Capitals. Here, the other interesting thing about Rupe Hins as well, and at the end of the season, you, you know, when you when, when you sit down to vote on the awards, you you know, you look at who's up for whichever ones, and you look at you know who they are deployed against. Like, are they getting top line assignment? Are they getting second line assignment? You know, it'll be really interesting because. You could start to make a case now, much like 
You know, Heischer's making the case now that he's healthy and staying healthy yep. with the New Jersey Devils, although Jacob Jacob Truba tried to do something about that last night. I'm not sure if you saw that hit where he just tried to flatten uh, Heischer and he snuck out of the way at the last moment. Um, yeah. But Hins could be a Selkie Trophy candidate here. Like, he's, he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of player. I know you talk about the offensive production and how much guys, you know, that are first-line centers command around the NHL. Yeah. Like, let's not sleep on how much of a good two-way center Rupe Hins is here. No, he's, uh, like, like that's the thing. Like, I forgot his, how, how much he scored last year. Because the first thing I thought of yeah. was, you know, he's like, the, the first thing I thought of was, he's a defensive conscience uh, of that line. Uh, and uh, not that, you know, Robinson's a bad, de- Robertson's a bad defensive player. Or Pavelski's a bad defensive player. I think these are aware guys, but you kind of think about him as the conscience of it. I don't think you think about his offense first because you think about the other two guys offense first, but then you look at the goal yeah. total. I mean, the guy's a score and, you know, look, I, like it's, it's funny. Like, I, earlier in this year, when I, in in Vancouver, when I was when I was arguing that it's going to cost, it's like Horvat's number is going to be around eight. You know, people were like, "You're nuts! You're nuts!" And I said, "Guys, this is what number one centers in the NHL make." And and like the hints thing is just another example of that. And you know, the other thing here for Dallas we should mention, Jeff, is their business is done now for a few years. Hintz is signed, Haskinen signed, Ottinger signed, Robertson signed. Like, we know Robertson, you know, people are saying Robertson's an underpay. The only reason he's on this contract is they didn't have the cap room to do the term. You know, like, like he's yeah. a $10 million player now if he keeps this up. And at least, yeah. and they just didn't have the ability to do that right now. But the Dallas Stars, are lo- their core is locked in for four years. And... That's that's really good for them. I, I bet you they're about as excited as that as anything else. And look at how many of those guys, Jeff, were not first-rounders. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Jason Jason Robertson is a is a second round pick, but that that does bring us to an interesting point here. And you know, the amateur scouting is led by Joe McDonnell. Uh, you know, OHL fans will certainly know that name. Um, you know what they've been able to do, and we look back at that 2017 draft where it's Miro Haskinen and Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson, and even Wyatt Johnson. Like, where they got? Like, how good does Wyatt Johnson look? Uh, on that line with Ty Delandria, and there's another one, throw Ty Delandria in the mix, and Jamie Ben. Like, what they've been able to do here is what, I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, you know, know, making making too much of this, but did we just see what a lot of teams are are dying to do, and that is a rebuild on the fly? I I have to say to you that I'm trying to decide who you love more, Hisher, Robertson, or uh, Wyatt Johnson. I, I, I can't make a decision here. It's too hard. Okay. Well, I, I love them all. They're all my children. I can't, I can't make a choice. They're all my, they're all my children. You, you I love know, them all equally, Elliot. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know what's funny is that, um, well, that. But, you know, I think your, your point about the rebuild on the fly is, is true and you know, I, I think the most interesting thing about this, and I was thinking about your question as, as you were asking it, you know, there was a real question as to Jim Neal's job security going forward. And just in the sense that was yep. this going to be the end? Was this going to be the end, and was there going to be a succession plan? 
You know, I think under a bit of heat there, he's done a really nice job. And when you're in charge, and, and as you say, you know, you, you need good staff, you need good scouting staff, you need people who can find players. And it's not all him, even though he's good at finding players. But when you're the guy in the chair, you take more, you take more blame than you deserve, so sometimes you get more credit than you deserve. But it's your department, right? And, you know, yeah. I, I just think that for Jim Neal, like he was under some heat there the last couple of years. He's recovered very nicely, as you point out. Uh, it's a team that looks very much set up for the future. Like things look great for Dallas for a long time here. And, you know, we weren't saying that a couple of seasons ago when, you know, Tyler Sagan is having surgery and, you know, Jamie Benn is, you know, playing or hurt, you know, nine times out of ten. Like, Anyway, yeah. we're, we're spending a lot of time on, on Dallas, but let's we'll, we'll we'll move on. But another piece of real They're news newsy today. Dallas They're stars. newsy is, today. Yes, what it is it is it is newsy here today. So a couple of things. So um, you have a thought on Marner and the point streak? You know, one game away, one point away, tying Sittler, tying Olchuk. He was fantastic again yesterday. I, I did mention you know Pontus Holmberg, who you know uh, Sheldon Keefe went out of his way to mention that he can't find any mistakes here. Just have a thought on on the Maple Leafs and maybe those two players specifically. Well, I know they really liked Holmberg in in camp, and they were really hopeful that he. They were really hopeful that uh, Holmberg would would grab a spot. They were very optimistic about him. And so I, I don't think they're surprised, but I think they're happy that he's carved out a niche. I remember at the beginning of camp just asking some people there, because we did, we did two or three of their games during the, uh, during the first week of exhibition play. And I remember just asking them, who are we looking for here? Just uh, uh, on the broadcast that, we should keep an eye on for, and they were really hoping one of the answers would be Holmberg. So, you know, that says to me that they really thought they had something there, and it looks like they do. You know, the thing about Marner, and, you know, to me it's not just the points. I mean, I mean that play last night was ridiculous in, in the Detroit game, but yeah. to me it's not just the points. To me it's, like, you look at some of the plays he's made, like just going and getting the puck. And, you know, I remember years ago, the year, it was the year that, I believe it was the year that Patrick Kane won the MVP. I, I remember we did a game in Chicago, and Joel Quenville was coaching. And, you know, I, I said to him, you know, what's the difference in Kane's game? And he says, one of the best things he doesn't get enough credit for that he's become really good at is when he doesn't have the puck, he goes and he gets it back. And, you know, when I look at Marner right now and some of the points he's getting, you're seeing a lot of that. Like, he's, he's really good at getting the puck when he doesn't have it. And he's had some great plays where he's set up goals because he's taken the puck off of one or two opposing players. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, you know, one of the things I, I was very interested in uh, – you know, he's got the Z on his, or the Z on his glove, and he talked about his dog and saying that his, his dog doesn't care what anybody thinks of me. His dog is really happy. Like, I, I really do believe that one of the things that, you know, Marner had to clear up his mind in some ways. I think not, not only him, but I think people around him, they worry too much about what other people said and other people's opinion. And I don't think it was good for him. And, if it's true that 
you know, he's just saying, forget it. I don't care anymore. I, I, it's going to make him an even better player. I, I think that I, I, I think he's a great player. I just think he had to, on some level, just stop worrying about what was said about him. And if he's really done that, he's going to be unstoppable. It's always tough. I shouldn't say always. You can understand why, you know, the uh, the local boy playing on the local hockey team is not always an easy story for the player. Yeah. Other people can leave. Other people in the summer can take off. But especially when you consider what's happened to the Maple Leafs, if you're the guy that lives there, if you're from there and you hang around in the off season, you get it. It's tough. It's real, real hard. Um, tough right now in Philadelphia. Uh, John Tortorella. So I think we're all sort of trying to wonder and maybe reading between the lines of, is this a shot at Chuck Fletcher? Are these shots at, you know, uh, the GM? We need other players. John Tortorella is saying something to the effect of, you know, we want, you know, we need more players here. Give us an NHL. I'm just going to ask you point blank. Is he referring to Artem Anisimov? Well, I, I do think that. I, I do think they're trying to sign Anisimov. You know, Tortorella's got a history with him. Uh, they're also really thin. They've got a lot of injured guys, obviously. They need they need some players. So Tortorella's got a history with Anisimov, and he yeah. he was supposed to join the team in the preseason. He got hurt. He signed an AHL tryout. He's been playing with uh, Lehigh Valley. And I do think the Flyers want to sign him. Uh, they're at 50 contracts, though. And uh, I have kind of wondered, I think, I, I think they could be trying to move. Well, first of all, you never want to be 50. It's like Toronto. They've tried to fix that problem. But yeah. I think they're trying to move players so that potentially they could bring Sina Nisimov and bring him to the NHL. Uh, so, yes, I do think that's possible. You know, part of me with Tortorella, like, you know, he, he's, he had the quote today about Frost up and down like a toilet seat. On some level, I wonder if Tortorella is trying to be a bit of a sideshow to take some of the pressure off other things. He doesn't mind if people are going to him as opposed to others. Uh, I do think he's probably, I do think he's legitimately frustrated at losing. We know he doesn't like it. The thing about things like that, yeah. though, is I always wonder like, I remember Matt Calvert. He, Tortorella used that line on Matt Calvert, and Calvert didn't like it. And I think you always, in a situation like the, you're, like this, if you're trying to take the heat away from other people, you've got to make sure people can handle those kinds of comments. So I just hope that that's a thing that won't bother Morgan Frost. Like, if you said that about me, Merrick, it wouldn't bother me. I'd just laugh it off, right? But, you know, you have mm-hmm. to make sure that the, not everybody is like that. Some people, like, some people are a bit more sensitive. This is an NHL career for Frost. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer. But uh, I just hope that, like, that's the kind of thing that doesn't bother the player. You see, if I was talking about you like that, I'd try to make it a little more poetic and soften a little by saying it's something It's along. The, these conversations are like a, a toilet seat at a stag and doe. So at least there's a little chuckle uh, at the end of the entire thing here. But, you know, I was in English. Nah, you twist the knife, Merrick. So. I, I know that. You twist the knife. <laughs> 
uh, friends do it. Friends stab each other in the front, not the back. You, know, you do it in the front if you <laughs> can stab right. someone if they're your buddy. Um, New York right. Rangers. Uh, Igor Igor Shosturkin took all the blame for last night. I mean, it's another collapse. We saw it you know, against the Oilers on Saturday afternoon. We saw it last night against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I mentioned Jacob Truba taking a healthy run and, and missing Nico Heischer. But after the yeah. game, Shosturkin took everything. Every goal is my fault. I need to be better everywhere. Uh, just like... All of it, Elliot. Um, should he have? And what's up with the Rangers? I don't think the plan was for them to be 500 around the 20 game mark. Well, first of all, I think it's just it just shows. I don't think anybody would be surprised at those quotes. He's got a high standard for himself. He really cares. Um, you, know, you know what the amazing thing was about that was? I was flying home from Montreal last night, and it was two nothing uh, when we were. They were sitting on the plane waiting to take off, and it was 2 nothing. and people are texting me like, this one's not over. This one, like, everybody seemed to know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think this, like, look, like, of course he's going to say that. That's just the way he's wired. He really cares. But I don't think anybody looks at it and says, well, you know, he's the problem here. I think if you take a look at last year, um, why did he win the Vesna? Because he was the major reason they made the playoffs. And they depend on him a lot. And when he's not stopping everything, it's obviously harder for them to win. I think the thing is, like, um, I I, I heard they changed some of their lines at practice a bit today. I think the biggest thing is their third and fourth lines are getting caved in, like really caved in. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem there. I think Fox played 30 minutes last night. Like, that's that's a big, big ask. you know, Shesterkin inflated their numbers last year, which is, and he's a great player. He was phenomenal. And um, remember, I remember you and I talking last year about how there were people who felt that Shesterkin didn't get enough talk in the Hart Trophy conversation. And, you know, that <laughs> says how good he is. <clears throat> who had him at number oh, one in his, in his ballot? Did you have him at number one? I did. Check my ballot. Uh, well, Sturkin, number no, one. I, I, I don't need to check your ballot. I, I believe you 36% of the time. <laughs> but I like I, I think the thing is, like, and I, I think everybody knows it. Like they're they're not yeah. as they're not as good as they showed last year. They're not as bad as they've showed this year. But he's so important. Yeah. And when he's not yeah. great, you know, like it evens out a bit. But I I do think the biggest thing right now, Jeff, is that uh yeah. Uh, I, I do think the biggest thing right now is that they, they, their bottom two lines are really getting caved in. Uh, it's listen. Uh, we know that Artemi Panarin has struggled with the goals. Always good to see him find uh, the back of the nets. But nonetheless, hey, um, tonight's going to be awesome. Hey, like there's some really interesting games tonight. Free as we wrap up this convo, whether it's. Colorado, Winnipeg, so that's you know two three in the central. That's a huge whether game. It's Seattle, yep. L.A. Yeah, Seattle, mm-hmm. L.A., that's 2-3 in the Pacific. We all know the Vancouver Canucks story, and they're at home facing off against Washington. And we have the return of Matthew Kachuk to Calgary, Florida Panthers facing off against the Calgary Flames. I'll talk to Kelly Rudy about that in an hour or two. But, man, these games tonight look great, Fridge. Which one's the biggie for you? Well, I think to me it's Winnipeg, Colorado. Um, I think for storyline it's probably Calgary, Florida. Just, you know, the Kachuk return and uh, – uh, it was a tough loss for Florida last night, like a really tough loss uh, for them. 
Um, McDavid, just unbelievable. Um, but yeah. I, I, for me, it, it, it's Colorado Winnipeg because, you know, Dallas is number one, as you said, in the Central, but they've played more games on points percentage. You know, the Avalanche and the Jets yeah. are right there. So, um, and I think this is a great test for the Jets. Uh, you know, if some of their guys, like Morrissey's been excellent this year. Hellebuck's been excellent this year. Shifley's been excellent this year. And, and you know, I think a lot of other guys are just kind of like doing what we need to do. And I just like the test. You know, the Avalanche, this is a huge one for them. So I'm looking forward to it tonight. You know, Seattle, L.A. is uh, is intriguing. Seattle with 29 points, L.A. with 27. This is a Pacific matchup. And, you know, we spent um, so much time talking about the Shane Wright situation in Seattle. Yeah. You know, maybe we maybe it was at, at, the, at, at the cost of acknowledging just how good Seattle has been. But I think everybody knows um, what's happening with the Kraken right now. And as much as we sort of looked at Seattle and said, what's Dave Haxtall doing here with Shane Wright? Maybe we didn't pay enough attention to... What Dave Haxtall's doing with the Seattle Kraken? I listen. The team's grooving. Haxtall's done a great job with this squad. And I'll tell you what: we talk about comeback stories. And Andrew Raycroft was on last week talking about Jake DeBrusque. Uh, I think we should start throwing Martin Jones in that conversation as well, because what he's done with Seattle has been outstanding. Well, I, I think the thing is, is that I think there's a, a lot of the reason that people. Like, I actually don't think a lot of people blamed Seattle and Dave Haxtell for not playing Shane Wright because they recognized that Seattle was off to a good start. I think it was more about, I think more of the blame, Jeff, went to the overall agreement that he can't play in the AHL aside from this conditioning stint. And it's because Seattle was doing really well. Um, Martin Jones is a real good point. I was going to make it if if you didn't. Um, You know, he's... uh, He's part of that Adam Francilia tree with, uh, you know, Connor Hellebach and uh, a few other goalies. And, uh, you know, he's he's had a real good year, uh, a really good year. And, you know, after last year, the thing a lot of people said was if Seattle got more saves, um, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but the numbers really proved it. If Seattle got more saves, they would be a better team. And, uh, I, I I think that uh, it's interesting. I think Seattle tried to trade for someone last year in the off season that it couldn't get done, and they went to Jones. And uh, it's good. It's fortunate for them. Sometimes the the best trades are the ones that you don't make, and uh, and that one didn't happen. But they got Jones, and he's been really good for them. Uh, interesting times uh, in Seattle. Okay, uh, enjoy the rest of your walk in the rest of your afternoon, and we will check back tomorrow. Elliot Friedman, welcome back from Montreal. All right, buddy. Have a good day.